Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hadley's Books, where today I am going to be talking about um, a couple books with you um, and just sharing my thoughts on them that I've read recently. Um, And number one is um, Sex and Vanity by Kevin Kwan. And the second one is The House in the... Sulin C, um, and that's by T.J. Clune. Now, I haven't been keeping up with um, making new episodes. Work's been incredibly busy, incredibly stressful. Um, but I hope to make a couple more episodes by the end of this year. I've been reading a lot, been keeping up with my reading a lot, so I've had books to talk to you guys about, um, but I haven't fully written down my thoughts on them, so I haven't really been able to process process them fully to um, talk to them, talk to you guys about them. But I've been reading um, quite a lot recently. Been listening to a lot of audiobooks as well. Um, listening to audiobooks while I'm at work, which helps uh, a little bit. Uh, with getting work done and a lot of a little bit of entertainment factor um, as well, and helps me get through work a lot more easy. Uh, just slipping on one headphone here and there to to get a chapter in um, here and there helps. So I've been reading a lot, been listening a lot, um, just haven't been able to write down my thoughts fully to be able to express them, talk about them. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to do that uh, for a couple more episodes for this year. And then I promise that I will come up with a better schedule and a better planning uh, for next year. Going into next year, I want to do a lot more episodes, plan a lot more carefully uh, and continuously uh, write my thoughts uh, while I'm reading. So, um, anyway, the first book I want to talk about is um, a book by Kevin Kwan. He's the author of um, the Crazy Rich Asian series. Um, now, if you read that series, you know it's all about the glitz and the glamour and the drama of high end. A-list elite um, people um, in the Asian um, realm, in the Asian descent, and with a um, Asian background, and so sex and vanity is a similar concept. Um, sex and vanity follows a girl named Lucy Churchill. Um, hold on. Um, it follows Hold on right here. She has a okay. So it follows uh, a girl named uh, Lucy Churchill as she goes to a family wedding and for you know 
those types of weddings, everyone and their uncle and their cousin and their best friend and everyone is welcomed. Um, everybody is invited, friends, family, uh, the whole nine yards. And it's this big, lavish, uh, like famous, famous wedding, well-known wedding. And so a lot of big, big names are invited to it. And so she is actually engaged um well not at the wedding she got so she meets this guy named george zhao and george zhao is kind of like the popular everybody knows him everyone wants to be with him you know jock not jock but like you know the playboy um kind of guy and so everybody wants to be with him and um he's the it person and so she tries to you know stay clear of him and you know how that works it doesn't really work so the wedding goes you know they they have runnings run-ins at the wedding um and everything and it's just and something happens at the wedding and it's just you know Kevin Kwan does this fantastic job of you know having a drama and the glitz the glam pull you in and it's it's very um intriguing it's very you know sex in the city vibes um, real housewife vibes and it's really like a guilty pleasure type of book. Um, and I love those type of books, to be honest. I love, I love those types of shows. I love the Sex and City, you know, the Real Housewives type of, type of vibes. Um, I love the glitz and the glam, you know, aspect of it. I love the drama aspect of it. Um, and Kevin Kwan's books have all that so um that's why i like their books that's why i like his books in particular because they pull you in they keep you entertained um and it's a nice you know kick back relax don't have to think much just enjoy the ride type of book and um there's you know there's twists and turns and drama and everything and it's really compelling really intriguing um it pulls you in for, from beginning to end and i just love those types of books uh, you don't have to th also you know there are types of books where you know like i said you know you can kick back relax you don't have to think much um and i love you know those types of books after a long day out at work where and you don't have to think much. You can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And and I and I like those types of books. So that's why um, I would personally give this like a four out of five. I prefer. Um, I really enjoyed um, the Crazy Rich Asian series more um, than than this. But I don't know. Maybe there's something lacking in this that I can't really tell. Um, but that, you know, maybe Crazy Rich Asians had had something more than than this um, book. But 
I would definitely give this a 4 out of 5 um, rating. And then the second book that I want to discuss, this is actually my favorite book, probably that I've read all year. Um, and this is The House on the Sur- Surlin Sea. And if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but that's by TJ Klune. And this um, is definitely a book where I was hesitant at first uh, for uh, picking it up and reading it. Because I think this is the type of book that it's like, don't judge a book by its cover. Because I thought this book was going to be like totally fantasy. Um, totally like made up like I don't know like no no point to reading it um kind of like all fantasy no depth to it I really thought and that is just my you know before I even knew anything about it just by the cover I thought you know it's whatever type of book however I've I had heard great things about it, uh, from various people, heard, you know, it's on one, you know, a lot of people's tops, top books of the year, and so I was like, "Mm, gotta give it a shot, so I had picked it up at a bookstore, uh, one day, and I finally got around to reading it, um, to, actually a few weeks ago, and I finished reading it within a week, and, I loved it. I this was definitely a book that was I'd gone in very leery, came out on the whole other side, loved it, gave it five stars, everything. So this follows um a caseworker who is named uh, Linus Baker and he's quiet, kinda lives a quiet life, a uh, single in his forties um, but is dedicated to his job as a caseworker. Uh, he works at the department in charge of magical youth, and his job is to go around to different orphanages to spend uh, a month or two with them to make sure that the children are in a safe place, that, um, that they were being well taken care of, uh, that they're, you know, uh, that their magical powers are, you know, kind of in check, uh, and everything, and everything's going going according to plan. And so, at the end of you know the the given time, he's supposed to be writing up these reports and kind of giving his judgment. And so he's been doing a great job of that for as many years as he's worked there. And so the extremely upper management of uh, the department in charge of magical youth, um, have been keeping an eye on him, been reading his reports, has been really impressed by him. So they put him on a special, like, level four secretive mission case um, that, like, no one has heard of this orphanage before. And if they have, they know that, you know, the most dangerous kids, you know, so-called, you know, live there, and no one has visited, um, you know, the, there's this orphanage, and 
in a long time, and, you know, you know, it was kind of like one of those places, you know, to not be named, and so, you know, Linus is kind of like, so why do you, you know, if this is level four, why do you want me to, you know, do it, and they just were really impressed by his previous work, so they, um, they wanted him to go check up on these children, and these children, um, you know, one was a gnome, one was a sprite, I believe, one was a wolverine, one was, um, undeniable green blob, one was a pomeranian, can, can, um, switch into a pomeranian when scared or frightened or anything or mad, and one was antichrist. That was the most dangerous of them all, was the Antichrist. And, you know, everyone was leery about this orphanage. Everyone, you know, anyone that's heard of it, was scared of it. The village that surrounded this island, this this orphanage was actually on an island. In the, in the Surland Sea. And the village that surrounded this island was aware this island existed, was aware this orphanage existed with these dangerous, so-called dangerous kids on them, and so they were actually paid money to keep quiet about, you know, the going goings on on this island, and, and, um, to say anything, these kids were not welcomed on the village, um, except for, you know, obvious important emergency needs um but other than that they were kind of you know quarantined and kept on this island and um and everything and so they were these kids were brought up to believe that they were dangerous that they were not wanted uh that they are you know the most dangerous people on living on this planet and so Linus of course is terrified scared because he wasn't given much information about these children wasn't given much information about the orphanage wasn't given much information about the case in general he was just given the fact that this was a high secretive high level secretive mission that he was going for a month and to check upon these children and so when he was of course when he goes to this island meets the children he realizes that there was so much more uh, than what was in their files so much more um than from the stories he heard and um you know he realizes that Underneath, you know, these children's powers, they are just children that want to be heard, that want to be uh, listened to, who just, who are scared, um, and just want help. And so, uh, you know, this story is very much, like I said in the beginning, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. And, you know... It has, this book has such a deeper meaning um, than what I originally thought. And so I'm really glad that I gave this book a shot. Um, 
you know, this book talks about how, you know, we see one, one character of, one characteristic of a person, and we label that person that, um, but they are so much more than that, they are so much more than that one characteristic, um, they're that one ability or whatever, they have depth to them, every child, every human being has depth to them, and they are, should be valued as a human being, they should be cared for as a human being, they should be loved, and represented as a human being, um, no matter what their abilities are, no matter what their capabilities are, um, you know, there are gnomes in this, there, you know, these children have abilities that they are not even aware of, and they are scared of, you know, their capabilities, um, they were never taught how to use, you know, they were only taught in their upbringings that their capabilities are dangerous, that they're, they're, the, the things that they were born with, the magical powers that they were born with are dangerous, are bad, are everything that are negative in this world, and, um, Linus comes in and realizes this, and watches these children, you know, beg from, you know, love and attention, and he sees, you know, the orphanage, the, the leader of the orphanage, the owner of the orphanage, care for these children in a way that he's never seen an orphanage owner care for these children. He takes, you know, the orphanage owner, he takes these kids in and he listens to them, cares for them as if they were, they were his own children. And he loves on them and he becomes a father to these children like no one's ever seen before, like Linus has never seen before. And he's worked in this sort of... Um, line of work for years, for, you know, 40, for, um, you know, 20 plus years or so, and he's never, so he's never seen, you know, a situation like, quite like this before, where there are so many children with so many, um, different capabilities, so many dangerous capabilities, um, if put, you know, in use, um, and to see, uh, an orphanage, owner come in and take care of these children the way that the orphanage owner in this book does um he he's never seen that before and he's blown away uh, by the caring and the loving how much love and care is in this home is in this orphanage and you know in the beginning of this book he was terrified he had so many questions um, you know, going into this, this case and going into, um, because he was given so little in the beginning, so much little information about, uh, the case itself, about the children, about the owner, about the case in general, um, he was given so little information, so he was, as a case worker, in the situation that he's been put in, in the past, he's, he's just scared of um of this particular case going into it and by the end 
the there was so much love in this book um so much depth to this book and so much you know Linus had learned so much not just about the children but about himself as well and you know this book talks so much about life and how um you know I have you know and like kids with any sort of uh, disability or any sort of difference person with any sort of difference in them how we as a society you know takes that difference and plants a mark on them you know labels them this or that uh, based on based on their abilities based on their differences and how a human being should never be labeled this or that um, just because of their abilities. Um, they should never be treated differently because of their abilities, um, because of their differences. They should be loved and cared for. Um, they should never be looked down upon uh, based off their differences and abilities and everything. And this is what this book you know, really talks about, about how we as a society has, have, you know, seen a person's difference and labeled them that, and that is that person. They are not worth any more than that, than their difference, but we should be looking deeper beyond that label, beyond their differences, and see them as loving and caring individuals. Um, that just want to be loved and respected and cared for um, and deserve to be loved and respected and cared for just as much as the next person. Um, and so that is what, you know, this book has really taught me and has really, and I really highly recommend this book to everyone, not just one in particular group of people, but to everybody. Uh, because you, somebody can take something away from this book. It is that insightful, uh, that important, um, just that good in general. So um, it has a little bit of everything. It, it talks about the LGBT community. It has romance, fantasy, young young adult. Definitely is young adult. Uh, it has fantasy from magic, um, contemporary. But it, some, somebody will learn something from this book. Every, every single person that reads this book will learn something and take away from it um but the, you know and use in their daily lives so that's it um that is what um highly recommend the house in the grill and the serlin sea um and i would recommend uh sex and sex and vanity to anybody that's Loved um, Crazy Rich Asians and loves that type of um, genre. Um, but yeah, so I hope to make a couple more episodes by the end of the year. But if I don't, um, I hope to at least get... Uh, I've read the I've read a couple more books uh, since since Sex and Vanity and, and um, The House in the, in the Starland Sea. So I hope to write down my thoughts on those books and uh, make up an episode for you um, later this week or next week. And uh, there you have it. And uh, remember the best leaders are readers and have a good night, everybody. Or have a good day. All right, bye.